This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. And for all you nerds out there that have been listening to the past 21 episodes, this is not the show for you. Let's do it. It's the Jock and Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. Hey, friend, and welcome to episode 22 of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. And my name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he is the nerd. And that's about all I got. Uh, the jock, I turn it over to you, maybe. I got one thing. You got one thing, I know, but... Uh, what was that ominous intro? You're scaring all my nerdlingers. Well, remember when we had Flea on and she's like, do you guys ever do jock shit? She did call us out on that. That she is called correct. called us out on yeah. it. And you know what? This is the episode where the jocks... Can you finally unite, listen to this show, and understand what the fuck we are talking about? Because we are talking about jock shit, specifically sports stuff. I can't um, wait. I'm excited. I'm going to be yeah. a wrapped really sports. No, I'm going to be a wrapped participant in this. What, what, <laughs> what, what caused all this? What's going on? Um, so there's a huge UFC event next weekend, July 11th. We're recording this on July 3rd. Um, but July 11th is UFC 189. 189. Um, wow. And there's two title fights on it. It's a the culmination of International Fight Week in the UFC. So we will be talking about that card. It has we'll get on to we'll get to it a little later, but there's it was supposed to be a lot bigger. There was an unfortunate injury that happened. Oh, I see. But still we will still uh look at that card and kind of uh, analyze the fights. And then Imran will try to compare these guys to superheroes because he's I'll a fucking do my, nerd. Yeah, I'll do my best to try, tie it all back to our theme and have keep the nerds interested. Now, is this one of the bigger events uh, of the year? For this UFC? is the was supposed to be the biggest event of the year. Oh, um, shit. So UFC every July, around uh, July 4th, they'll do a, a fight week where it's a huge expo. International fight week. International fight week. Wow. People travel from all the world, all over the world to Las Vegas. They go to this expo. There's a ton of events every day, and it all culminates on that Saturday, July 11th, with a huge fight, and they usually put on some of their bigger fights around this time. Um, and this year, it was supposed to be Jose Aldo versus Conor McGregor. Yeah. Um, and that's for the featherweight title, which is 145 pounds, Imran. Wow. And the big storyline with that was Jose Aldo's been basically uh, undefeated for about five, six years. He's the current He's champion, the current correct? Champ. Conor McGregor is this like trash talking Irishman that just came out of nowhere and yeah. has a lot of hype behind him. That guy's kind of so awesome. Gonna, I know a little bit a about him. Fight. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, Jose Aldo got injured. Oh, boy. About a week or so ago, with some bruised ribs. And we'll go into this more later. But yeah. he's been replaced by the number two contender in the UFC, Chad Mendez. And they're mm. going to fight for the interim featherweight title. Oh, so then you, there will have to be another fight for the right. one. They'll, they will unify the belts against after Jose Aldo. When he gets ready. He still bad. has to fight to yeah. keep it. Wow. Right. Ooh, that's fun. See, this is kind of like a superhero storyline. I love the idea of this because I've always wanted to like, <laughs> I've always wanted to put these guys, I was like, I wish they would just wear superhero costumes and beat the shit out of each other. How well, much they've got fun, uniforms now. Yeah, they got uniforms. We'll get into that. That was very we'll exciting. But how much fun would it be to watch like uh, two really buff dudes who are actually in shape in superhero costumes literally beating the shit out of each other? Oh. I, mean, I think you'll probably, if you YouTube that, I'm sure you could find it. I bet someone's there, but hopefully I can I can pick out some heroes so that we can imagine these battles as these epic hero battles when the actual fight occurs or whatever. The whole point of this, too, is not to just um, acknowledge the jocks, but the fact yes. is that people have interests in multiple things. 
You don't have to be just a nerd and no, like nerd no. shit. When we love you don't all, have to be a yeah, jock and just like jock shit. Exactly, you can like both. We love lots of things, and no. you know, I'm, MMA has lots of fans. UFC has lots of fans. Some of this might cross over. Listener, if you are not a fan of UFC but you know someone who is, this might be the episode you could recommend to them. Turn That's them right. on to the jock and nerd. They may stay around. They may just listen to that one episode. Who cares? It'll be a, a fuck. It, it'll be a fun ride for all parties involved. Oh shit! <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. All right, before I fucking hand over the reins uh, to the jock for the first time in the illustrious history of, the <laughs> I'm finally doing nerd. some goddamn work. On I, this and show, uh, huh? you know what? Believe me, I, you better do more of these because this was great. <laughs> like I didn't barely have to do anything. I was learning. <laughs> I'll be learning with you, listener. We'll be learning together because you know if you are on the nerd side of the audience demo, then we're gonna learn together. But I wanted to mention a little interesting milestone uh, about podcasting that kind of uh, uh, it went under the radar, and it means a lot about where. Uh, the the medium of podcasting is now and it is this that 10 years ago this weekend apple uh kind of went under the radar released not like a big update it wasn't even a point oh it was itunes 4.9 update right and suddenly you had a new category in itunes it said pod- oh. it said podcasts oh shit you were like what the fuck podcast now adam curry like I think a late 2004, about a year before he had been doing podcasts and he kind of coined the term uh, being that he would load these files up on his iPod to listen to. So he was using the word podcast, but it was not easy to sync this shit up. Like I was a very early adopter when I found this. I used to listen to Dawn and Drew and Distorted View and Adam Curry. And I was like, this is amazing audio content. So, let me just interrupt real quick. Yeah. When you listen to these, was, was this the first time when the thought crossed your mind to start doing a podcast? It was. And I'll, I, I, I'll explain where that crumbled because and it was clearly it was because of where tech was at the time now these were really techie people they had learned how to hack an rss feed and put uh media enclosures that you could distribute an mp3 file but to get these files like you had to go and download these files and then you had to sync them up to like your the fucking first generation ipod like as if it was music like i even burned these shits on dvd on cds to play them in the car i would burn episodes of podcast on cds and listen to them on the way to work and back. That's weird. In the car. This is 2005. There was, you know, there was feed description subscriptions, but there was not this whole network, this foundation of subscribing to feeds that auto download. So, uh, you know, they subscription uh, podcast subscriptions jumped to a million like in a year, and like by 2012, they had a billion podcast subscriptions on iTunes. Like iTunes really broke this wide open. While they didn't invent. The, the format, they're the ones who put it in to made it. And then once 2012 hit and smartphones, like it, that was it. It was all over. Oh, yeah. In 2005, the yeah. new Oxford American Dictionary named podcast word of the year. You know, wow. in 2008, the AP style book, which is what all uh, uh, journalists refer to for their writing style, they added podcast in 2008. And even back then, people were like, oh, this is it. It's going to be huge. It's going to blow up. And it's just weird how it's just been in a steady kind of state of low growth. You know, it leveled off and it's still it got some spikes recently, but mm-hmm. still a lot of people are confused. Now, back to your question. I I was all ready to do a podcast when it came down to putting the feed. You know, we say subscribe to our feed, subscribe right. to free. This is like an XML file. So you have to learn some programming XML um, RSS programming. Now, back then you had to write all the shit manually yourself. You would find oh, an example of it, copy and paste it, and then change what you needed and save the file. up. So you had to upload a lot of things. It was not as easy. There's no way I could have set that shit so up in two weeks like what, I did when we started. 
I was going to say when you, so in comparison back then, you know, how long would it take to have set it up? And then this, uh, it was, uh, you know what? There was no, uh, there was no tutorials. There was no fucking PDF manuals. There was no shitty courses. There was nothing like Adam Curry was literally hacking this shit together. And he was teaching people how to do this. I also remember back then, like in 05 and 06, he had this whole slogan. It was quit your day job. He was telling people, quit your day job, go into podcasting, you will be a star. Like, he was very enthusiastic about it back then. I don't think they imagined back then that 10 years later, it's still kind of, and it's, but this is the best time to start a fucking show, because it's going to blow up, dude. It's This is now, finally, it's getting into cars, it's getting a little more mainstream, just give it a couple more years. Spotify uh, eventually. Spotify, yeah. So, so that, I mean, that's, uh, that's big news. 10 years ago, we had that little purple button that said podcasts i have to say like the advent of like the smartphones because i didn't get into podcasting all that all i mean all that long ago but i remember having to listen to like uh the sports guy bill simmons on on my computer so i'd have to go home throw it on my computer and then you know listen to it only on my computer but now with it being mobile i can just throw it on my phone put it in my car, you know, use a USB and hook it up to my car and, and listen to it on the go. Yeah. It's, com- it's just, so it's completely tech. Back in the day, you had a phone and you had your music player. You still, even with the podcast subscriptions, you had to download it locally, sync it up to your music player, and then hopefully somehow figure out how to get it coming out of your fucking car speakers, which XM radio too, or sell. They have a lot of podcasts just streamed. Yeah. On, right? Opie and Anthony. Well, no, Opie and Anthony put out like their old bits. They do it really well because they have such a huge back catalog of awesome shit they'll do like theme shows they're like mm-hmm. here's a bunch of great clips with this comedian or this one is about this or so they're really repurposing their content very smartly whereas NPR kind of does this the same thing on the public radio and then they just put it out as a podcast so and some people are like is that really a podcast they're just putting the radio on the podcast whatever NPR has helped spread you know this thing so it's cool. It's crazy too. the the or ironic, the growth of like Twitter and like Instagram, where it's like short attention yeah. media. Yeah. And then you have podcasts that are growing at the same time, which is long, attention long media. form content. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's podcasts of all sizes, but a lot of my favorite podcasts are long form. I love mm-hmm. it because it just gives you the time to, to really get into a subject or, or an interview or uh, just I, li- I like it. I like long. Form. I mean, it's just remember when Peter Kendall brought up how. After like 30 minutes into an interview, you start to get like the real person. Yeah. And that's the only platform that you could really use that on or do that on is a podcast. It's true. There's no other broadcasting medium that allows that kind of uh, breakdown of a person to get to the honesty. Like you'd never see that on CNN or. No. And plus like the fact that you're not, I mean, some people do, you know, live streams and live video streams of their podcast, but the fact that you don't have to, you know, get dressed up to do a podcast and you just get people in a more relaxed state. It's very intimate. We are, yeah. listener, we are in your ear holes, plugging sure. it with ear candy. We're going to give you ear diabetes because this is oh, some yeah. sweet shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> what am I talking about? I just came up with it. That was a good one. Nice <laughs> one. Bring it all back to Yay, insulin. Uh, yeah. okay. Enough of this fucking nerd shit going yeah. around. I'm okay, let's get to that. Listen, <laughs> um, listen listener, before we uh, carry on, uh, the stuff we talk about in this episode, if you're interested in any of it, any of the articles we reference, they will be at the show notes at jockandnerd.com slash 
22. And let's also do jockaneer.com slash UFC 189, right? It's 189? 189. That'll be, that'll be your URLs. Or if you are subscribed, just tap on the cover art or scroll down and all these links will be there. Now, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, you want to get in touch, please do send us, uh, you can send us voicemail. You can send us a speak pipe. There's a link in the show notes. You click it. You can send your voice straight through your phone, your computer, your iPad, what have you. Or you can go to speakpipe.com slash jock and nerd. Or if you like writing, you can send us an email, jock and nerd, e- uh, show at jock and nerd.com. It would help if I gave you the right fucking email address. You can also tweet at us at jock and nerd cast. Yeah. And you can go on Facebook, look us up, jock and nerd, and give us a like. And you can follow everything we're putting out there. All so. these links will be in the show notes. Now, we got to, we usually do our news bit, but uh, this is going to be a, a very unique news bit, isn't it, Anthony? Yeah, it's fucking all sports related. All right. Well, let's get to it. Doc and Nerd Podcast. All right. That's it. I'm out. Take over, my friend. <laughs> I'm fucking done. So. This is actually, you know, the fact that we're doing a jock show and a, a doing a sports show, this is actually one of the worst times, in my opinion, in sports to be doing a jock show. Like but seasonally, you mean? Seasonally. So, you know, if you look at like basketball and hockey just ended. Yeah. So they're done. Yeah. Football is still, I mean, we're, we're still over at least a month and a half away. Yeah. And football rules in America, but we're not, we're not even close to football yet. Baseball, we're not even at the halfway point of the season. So literally, there's nothing relevant going on in terms of mainstream, the big four sports. Oh, so it's a great time to do this. But now (laughs) it's a great time for UFC to fucking slip in and, you know, get people pumped, too. But but before we talk about UFC, uh, it is actually NBA free agency. So, are you? I mean, are you familiar with free agency? I mean, I kind of... I assume it's some sort of uh, the player is not connected to a team and he's up for grabs and they're shopping him around. Right. He Well, he's shopping. They're shopping themselves around. Okay, they're shopping themselves um, around. So, you know, a bunch of players have uh, signed up. You know, Kevin Love, he's re-signed with the Cavs. Jimmy Butler has re-signed with the Bulls for $90 million. That was – I saw that. So we should uh, use the full team names. We have an international audience. Uh, oh, Anthony. that's right. So Kevin Love with the Cleveland the Cavaliers. The Cleveland Cavaliers – this guy Butler with the Chicago Bulls gets yeah. ninety fucking million dollars. Oh, it gets better. Anthony Davis, yeah, uh, re-signed with the New Orleans Pelicans, and due to New Orleans um, Pelicans, that's a team you didn't make. You're just making that shit up. No, <laughs> he signed. Oh, no, shit. Like his deal is Pelican. for five years, one hundred and forty-five million dollars. Look at the Pelicans fly, fly Pelicans. And there's a lot of memes out there of just people. Fucking money is just being spent right now. 45 million for how many? What are these multi year contracts? Yeah, they're four or five years. I mean, this one's five years. Here's the thing, actually, that might be, might interest you is so uh, there's a salary cap in the NBA. Okay. And right now, I think it's like around 68, 70 million. Uh, every year, it's going to jump up because the NBA signed a record TV deal for like billions of dollars. So the amount of money spent on teams will increase. On has to increase. It has to coincide with how much money the NBA is making. Holy so, shit. Like next year or two years from now, it'll jump to 90 million. And then the year after that, it'll jump to like 108. Is so that, a lot of these. Oh, go ahead. No. Is that a good thing for the sport in general? Oh, yeah. For the players, it is. Because um, what the players are doing is their agents are being very clever. And they're signing these deals where they're like two or three years. Yeah. And then they have like a fourth year player option or something like that. Oh, in so case the, they, they can jump or make it big or make more money. Right. So when the cap goes up, the salary cap goes up, they're signing these deals so that they can get out of their contract and cash in even bigger. So you think you'll see a lot more people jump teams more? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll you'll see. Well, you'll see a lot more free agents in the next few years because everyone's structuring their contracts okay. so that they can get out and make as much money as they can Damn. in as quick a time as I they mean. Can. I guess it's a good problem to have if you have to have a problem that way. Right. Right. Um, just a few more names. Dwayne Wade is re-signed with the Heat for a one-year, twenty million dollar deal. Wow. Um, Marcus Saul still. He's going to probably stay with the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, the biggest name that hasn't re-signed with his team nor moved on to another team is LaMarcus Aldridge. Who did, um, what team? Who does he play for? He plays for the Portland Trailblazers, okay. but he is a definitely a top 20 NBA player. He's 6'10", uh, about 245 pounds. Um, he's Whoa, a, a big monster. Guy. Yeah. yeah, he's a monster. Um, but he has not re-signed with the Portland Trailblazers. He is actually looking to move. Yeah. And there's a lot of rumors that he's going to go with the San Antonio Spurs. So this is high, high. Uh, this is really good realty for someone. This is a high end right. piece of merchandise right here. He, he is, uh, he is a prime piece to be, uh, to be bid on because uh, if he goes with the Spurs, the Spurs have won, I believe, four or five titles in the last 12, 15 years. Yeah. So they actually they've won five titles in the last, and so him going to that team would just make that team a. a so you think he's just waiting, taking his time, checking out all the offers before? Well, he's he from he's from Texas. Yeah. So obviously he's met with like Dallas, San Antonio, Houston. There's also no state tax in Texas. Oh, geez, so that's right. A little bit more of his money. A lot yeah. of this is all just money, man. Man, it's just keeping as much money or making as much money as you can, man. Um, and even that money when I think we'll find out in the next thing is nothing compared to boxing money. Is it? No, this not is at all. Peanuts, which is just insane. Like unfathomable. Now I think you missed one of the biggest fucking news stories uh, <laughs> in the fucking draft here. You did not put it in here. I had to put it in because someone told me about it. I was like, what? Okay. Um, the fact that this dude, Satnam Singh, becomes the first Indian-born basketball player picked in the NBA draft. That's fucking cool. <laughs> that is kind of cool. Actually. I think I it's agree. great. I had to look this up. This kid, he like comes from a little village in Punjab, literally from a village in India. He's 19. He's seven foot fucking two inches. Wow. Uh, he got drafted by the Dallas Mavericks, which is a brilliant move because Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, just gained one billion fans. Yeah. over Just like that. How are not all of them going to be fucking wanting to buy Dallas Mavericks shit? This is huge for India. Like, it was huge for China with Yao Ming. Yao Ming yeah. uh, I, I love this story. Like, this kid, when he was 14, when he was nine, he was five foot nine at nine years old. The important thing, though, is he has to be actual. Well, he has to be good. Well, I don't think they're going to play him right away. It said that yeah. they're going to develop him, which is uh, understandable. But fuck, what a great fucking human interest story that is. Yao Ming was actually pretty good right like, away. He would have right away, and he would have been. Did he, he might play? even become a? He might become a basketball hall of famer. He had a, uh, a lot of foot injuries that ended his career really early. Okay. He ended his. He retired after thirty years old, but point is when he got in he was good and china just backed the shit out of him he made the all-star team every year well he, and so he got to play right away when he got yeah. in you know what yeah. china though does have an existing basketball culture a little bit basketball now india i didn't think was you know they're into cricket and soccer so for this kid to to grow up wanting to play this this is just the start like so he's broken in now maybe india will you know start to put together a basketball team uh you know that goes to the olympics or whatever right but and the fact that there's it, it's just atypical, just like Yao Ming, that there's an Indian dude that tall. Right. Well, the thing is, is I've read in China, there's actually like a lot of people that are, are actually very tall. There's like a region of China where a lot of taller oh. Chinese people come out. I mean, you'll see a lot of seven footers um, going back to India, though. That is a 
market I'm sure the NBA actually wants to get oh, into because it's obviously yeah. growing. It's a billion uh, people, dude. The a UFC actually people. wants to get into the India market too. They've oh, thought about yeah. doing a reality show in, in the U in oh, uh, India. They, you know, and they're they're into they are into wrestling and grappling a lot. Also, right. they would be right. really they could get some really good fighters out of India. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just the amount of people. It's it's. I don't know what the. Uh, That's interesting. How the economy they, is in they, India. I don't think it's as great. No. But, but Dana White is a smart motherfucker, and he will figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Dana White, um, if listener, if you don't know, he is the, uh, what is he, the president, the creator? the. Uh, he's not the creator. Don't give him that much credit. But he is the current president of the UFC, and he is a bald-looking Lex Luthor motherfucker. All right, we'll talk about him in, in, in a little bit. Uh, all right, what else he got? Also, um, so we were talking about money. Yeah. That Pacquiao Mayweather fight. Yeah, those guys made a ton of money. The fucking shitty fight that they got sued over that nobody liked. That they said it was all fixed because both sides are getting one. paid out. Well, it wasn't fixed. The, the The lawsuit is that Manny Pacquiao came into the fight knowing he was injured. Oh, it was undisclosed injury. That's right, undisclosed injury. And then, so basically, people are just mad that they were chipped out of their money. I don't think that's going to really go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, fighters go into fights all the time injured. Yeah, they're um, fighters. You're a fucking fighter. That's your job, dude. But fucking yeah. man up and get in there and punch people. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, Floyd Mayweather shit. in the last fight, and this is why uh, he probably won't retire for a little bit. How much money did he make? $220 million. It, for yeah. how, for how, and how long was that fight? 36 minutes. He of work. made 230 million in 36 minutes. 220. Yeah. Uh, as 36. for comparison, Tim Duncan has made in his oh. career, 18 year career with the Spurs, 235 million. <laughs> in 18 years of basketball. Jesus. And Mayweather Christ. has almost 49 fights. So, you know. Well, and I read that both of them, Pacquiao and Mayweather, were the highest paid celebrities of the year. Clearly, oh, yeah. there is why is this huge discrepancy? How is there so much fucking money still in boxing? Like, if both they're both getting paid out, what incentive does either boxer have to actually give a shit and, and want to win right. something on his own merit now? Especially at the top level of boxing, they just get play, paid a flat rate and then they get paid per pay per view buy. So they get a percentage of that. So there really is no, like, so what the UFC does is he, they do. By, by the point that the fight starts, they have made all their money. There's no right. reason for them to even fucking continue the fucking performance. The UFC, what they do is they pay you to show up, yeah. and then they'll pay you a win bonus if you win. See, now that makes sense. That's, uh, now we're getting there. Pay right. for performance. That's what but I kind of think. Let me give you some numbers on yeah. the, the where they're getting all this money. Yeah. So they charge, I believe, $100 on pay-per-view for if you wanted the HD yeah, you wanted to wow. order HD. Um, the previous record for pay-per-view buys for one fight was a Mayweather fight. Yeah. And it was 2.4 million, somewhere around there. Wow. This fight is estimated to have done 4.1 million buys. Oh, yeah. Wow, double the fucking so take, thing. So take 4.1 million times that by 100, and you'll see where all the money's coming from. Jesus Christ. And this is the most they've ever charged for a pay-per-view. It's usually around 70 bucks, 60 bucks. But but it didn't matter, did it? They saw that no, people still fucking ate this shit Dude, up. I remember hearing were, about this and I was in, I don't even follow it. I remember it was everywhere. I remember hearing. I've read, I read like there's, so there's MMAfighting.com and they're on this huge network of like um, websites that talk about news and all this stuff. They were saying, I read, I heard on a podcast called uh, the Monday Morning Analyst or Luke Thomas Promotional Podcast, whatever it was, yeah. that. That fight was getting more, got more traffic than anything, anything politics, anything, anything Obama, ever anything. in the history of everything. Yeah. 
It was that the buzz around that fight was insane. Wow. And then and it was and it was disappointing. Wasn't and the it? fight actually sucked. And I, I don't like Floyd Mayweather Mayweather. Manny Pacquiao's my guy because he's yeah. Filipino. Yeah. And the fight was actually pretty bad. You know, it reminds me of when Mike Tyson would fucking end a fight in 30 seconds. But at least in those fights, he actually fucking just punched the guy out in 30 seconds. Like it that was, was a thing, though. You watched those fights to see Mike Tyson kill someone. Yes, and he delivered, and you didn't care that it ended in 30 seconds because he fucking knocked the shit out of a guy. Floyd with one Mayweather punch. is not like this. So Floyd Mayweather is like, like a he's a, he's really good at boxing. He's a bas- he's like a boxing savant. Yeah. In terms of he does never he never gets hit. He literally uh, yeah. just gets so he's the dodge guy. He's the tire yeah, the he, other. He, he has great defense and he'll just pot shot you. But he's not like a he'll tire a, you out. Yeah, well, he's not like a heavy hitter though. Yeah, so yeah. his fights end up being boring because he's never getting hit and he's yeah. just pot shotting and running. You need away. another Mike Tyson. Like, is there a great heavyweight bo- fighter right now that? Oh, heavyweight boxing is is basically dead. It's done, huh? Yeah, all the all the good heavyweight boxers are playing football or playing basketball. So Tyson's probably the last great heavyweight boxer. The, a lot see. of the heavyweight boxers are actually over in Europe right now. They're wow, really good. the Europeans are really good at, at heavyweight boxing. Really, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. All right. Then whereas, can... If you're a big European dude, like what's your sport? You know, in America, if you're a big, you know, a big, you're getting a lot of, you're going to yeah. play football. Yeah. Why are you well, going to get punched? And I think you're getting a lot of UFC guys too now in Europe, obviously. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah I mean, UFC though, even UFC heavyweight is not, is not up to par. No, not like that big divisions. battle. Brutal. I mean, it was brutal, but we love, like I said, if you're a big guy, why are you going to get hit in the face for a living when you can do other sports? Yeah. In, especially in America. Yeah, that's a good point. No. All right. It's um, a lot of money. Moving on. We have a sports trailer. Yay. This so came out. This ties into movies. Yeah. Um, Creed. Have you, you you know that name, Creed? Uh Apollo uh Crusher Creed. I was gonna be like actually it reminds <laughs> me of Creel. S- C- Creel. Sorry, Sabretooth? I meant to say Sabretooth. Is <laughs> Victor this, Creed. Is this a no, mute? No. Is this the movie? Is this the Sabretooth solo fucking movie? Is it finally coming out? Oh shit. I am so geek boner. No? That- no, not at all. Shit. Um We'll go with Apollo Creed. Yeah, I know. So, I know this Creed. And the movie's just called Creed, which is interesting. Creed. Yeah. Why? Yeah, and and what is this about? It's basically Apollo Creed's son. Uh, I guess he, he's coming up to box, and he's going to be mentored by Rocky. Oh, yeah. And Rocky I think the storyline is that he, he's been a privileged kid all his life, and then his dad dies in the ring or whatever in, in Rocky Four, and then he has to come up on his own and relearn how to be – you know, come up from like the streets and get that kind of perspective to become a uh, a good boxer. Fucking new Rocky movie it comes out November twenty fifth. What did you think? I have some thoughts about the trailer. What did you think about the trailer? First off, Michael B. Jordan, who yeah. also is going to be playing Johnny Storm, yeah, uh, from Fantastic Four. He, he was is in it. Creed. Um, the writer director from Fruitvale Station, Ryan Coogler, is Co- the Coogler. Yeah, Coogler. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Um, look good. I, I mean, the, the trailer was actually very, very. Uh, Serious. Michael B. Jordan was also in Fruitvale Station. Did you know right, that? Yeah, right. that yeah. movie and that movie has gotten a lot of rave reviews. So yeah, Michael B. Jordan's really uh, on the on the come up in terms of actors. Did he? I think he's about to break out. This trailer was actually really cool. It was uh, it was very well done. It was like if John Singleton it would make uh, like good John Singleton makes a Rocky movie. You know, like I love the 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 soundtrack and the hip hop music and I love the fact that Stallone uh, the Rocky is kind of just a mentor he's kind of old grizzled Rocky who comes in to help this kid out but the essence of the movie is there Michael B Jordan was also the voice of Cyborg Vic Stone in Flashpoint Paradox was he really yeah and he was I in, did not know that he was in Chronicle and Friday Night Lights but 
Dude, this is going to be, I feel like this is going to be a breakout role and he's going to be huge, especially playing, you know, Human Storm twice. And then this, like, he's going to break out huge. Oh, uh, definitely. Next couple I, yeah, he's years. definitely, I mean, he's, I think he's actually a pretty good actor. Too, yeah. So. Yeah. No, the movie looks fucking, it looks good. I was like, you know, I think they really need to redeem themselves from a bunch of Rocky movies. Um, they got a little campy towards the end. I know, I think Rocky Six, which was Rocky Balboa, was actually pretty good. You know, I still um, haven't seen that one, and I heard that one was a little bit okay. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't. I mean, four and five. Four is great just for nostalgia, just for USA versus Russia. But, but Jesus five, Christ, five, dude, five. the first movie? Who yeah. doesn't know this movie? This movie came out, like, the year I was born. It's as old as I am. Uh, it's an amazing story. Like, just the uh, Stallone wrote and starred in this. A nobody. A nobody. Yeah, absolutely. F- makes this iconic fucking everyone reference this movie. This fucking movie won three Academy Awards, dude. Yeah, I know. I, it. It was really good. I mean, it was a really good movie. I, I own it on DVD, and anytime that's on, I, I it can won, rewatch Rocky. I mean, Rocky. The, just, yeah, and it won Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Film Editing. Check this out. He was nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role. He had become only the third person to be nominated for both acting and writing in the same year. Guess check out who he's in, in, in arms with. Fucking okay. Charlie Chaplin. Oh, and Orson Welles and wow. is and now Sylvester Stallone. Like you would never think too. No, like Sylvester dude. Stallone nowadays is just kind of like a big joke. Yeah, like he just makes these uh, Expendables movies with like the reunion of all the old farts from the eighties. But he was legitimately good in that movie and was he's he has talent. He <laughs> clearly put his heart and his his life and his story in that movie, and it shows. And, and it's just you know it's one of the top. It's not probably the best sports movie of all time. It's up there for sure. I mean, you know? there's a, there's a lot of good sports movies, but Rocky is a an iconic movie. It, Rocky was. I remember watching Rocky as a kid, uh, all those Rocky movies, and I was like, I'm going to get into boxing. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. going to do. I think it, it gave birth to a lot of kids' hopes and dreams to do that, to see his story, you know, and come out of the streets and be a, and a boxer and fucking. I mean, Rocky was everywhere. It was awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, I'll check out that movie November 25th yeah. uh, I, this year. Cool. Um, well, I think that ends our news segment. Okie dokie. So, uh, I thought we'd play a little promo that related to the theme of the show. (laughs) I think this is a fun show. Some of your old, you old school pro wrestling fans might dig this show. Check it out. For the very best in old school wrestling talk and interviews, it's world domination with Terry Garvin Sims. Every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, former pro wrestler Terry Sims a.k.a. Terrence the Beauty Garmin, welcomes wrestling greats of the 80s and 90s for a hard-hitting, no-holds-barred look at the life and times of pro wrestling before it became sports entertainment. Among the guests who've appeared on the show are superstar Bill Dundee, former WWE star The Patriot, Del Wilkes, and New York Times best-selling author and WWE Hall of Famer, Mick Foley. If you love old school wrestling, you'll enjoy listening to World Domination with Terry Garvin Sims every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Find us at www.blogtalkradio.com slash random brain activity. World Domination with Terry Garvin Sims. Taking over the world, one radio show at a time. Hey guys, it's the Jock here from the Jock and Nerd Podcast. want to thank you for listening to our show. Shout out to podcast.ph in the Philippines for carrying our show, distributing it across the world. Um, Also want to 
let you guys know if you guys are on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, whatever platform you're listening to us on, if you could please give us a nice review and subscribe as well. It really helps the show. Thanks again for listening. Tell a friend and back to the Jock and Nerd podcast. The Jock and Nerd podcast. Okay, UFC, 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 <laughs> UFC. Uh, oh shit! All right. All right. What the hell was that? I have no idea. I was I was getting myself uh, hyped up for UFC. Hyped up? You ready to punch people in the face? That's right. I'm ready to fucking uh, what's that armbar? Somebody? I don't really it's, know what that it's is. It's called just, an armbar. I've heard. So before we begin, let me just tell you what my background is with UFC. All I know about UFC is shit I've heard on the Opie and Anthony show and the Joe Rogan podcast because they know the same people. They're both into UFC. Uh, obviously, Rogan is the commentator, so right. if you listen to the Joe Rogan experience, he'll be interviewing uh, fighters, and he'll talk about doing it, and those, and without even knowing anything, those fucking shows are fascinating as shit. Uh, yeah. Opie and Anthony uh, many times have brought in fighters and wrestlers, and uh, you know, the, they've kind of, the crowd has kind of rotated, so... I know names. I know Dana White is the president. I've heard him, you know, talk, and I know he's very, you know, he's kind of like comes from a fan perspective. Like he loves doing it because he is a fan. Similar he swears to, a whole lot. Yeah, sim- he does. Yeah, well, similar to Joe Rogan, and he's very vocal. And there's some, uh, you know, they get into some controversies. I'll say here and there, and we'll get into yeah. that later. But that's that's about it. And I've watched a couple of fights uh, here. Yeah, and you there. have. I remember watching. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. After, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, what, I, let me let me start by asking you. I mean, what do you have any initial questions before we get into previewing the this UFC no, card? I understand. And, this uh, is like fucking. This is obviously. like this brings out like ancient Rome, like gladiators. Like who does not? And even for me, at times, it's almost too brutal to fucking watch because like yeah. some of those bone breaks, like the Silva bone break and shit. Like I can't. Oh, yeah. I don't. I can't. I can't look at that. And uh, so. It's just odd. I'm like, some of it's like, if I'm, I'm getting older, am I sensitive? It's like, uh, holy shit, I can't even look at it. This is too fucking brutal. Just imagining <laughs> the pain that that guy must be going through. I'm getting lightheaded. So, um, but, you know, I understand what the fascination is. Like, well, Dana all- White always makes this comparison. So he goes, there's four corners, right? And there's a crowd of people. Yeah. So there's a basketball game in one corner. There's a soccer game, let's say, in another corner. There's a guy playing, there's two people playing tennis on another corner. The fourth corner, a fight breaks out. Where's everyone going? Oh, you're going to the fucking fight because watch the fight. Yeah, that's exactly. So he he basically makes that point to say that it's it's in our fucking DNA. Fighting, seeing yeah. people fight, like you know, being a man or being you know, mm. being a woman, a dominant woman, yeah. like that. You you know, animals fight all the time. Absolutely, right? For and, territory, and, and they, they have no our, shame. Our uh, some of that primal stuff is not, yeah. it's still there. Like still there. you, you know, argue about the brutality as you will. It's there. Everyone feels it. Everyone's drawn to it. It's undeniable. You just happen. So let's want, let's make some fucking money off of it. Why not? Exactly. Exactly. And <laughs> I mean, prize fighting at one time in America, um, it was boxing, yeah. football, yeah. horse racing. And, yeah. and like, during like the 50s, 60s, that, that all that stuff reigned supreme. Uh, it dominated. Well, I mean, even, that was a mainstream of America. And boxing didn't come out of kind of like illegal street fighting, like uh, yeah. late 19th bare century. Knuckle. Yeah, bare knuckle. Yeah. And that was even Circus more. It. Yeah, you had your Jack Jack Johnson, like brutal, right. brutal stuff that we would think of. But 
Think about the gladiators in Rome. Like we've always been doing this and we will right. continue to do this. If you think about like walking dead, they like chain up the fucking zombies and throw guys in. And that's their little battle Royal gladiator. Like it's just, it's ingrained. In I mean, sense. if you look at like movies, like the climax of every big action movie is a big boss fight. Yeah. Like you want to see you people know, fight. We're a lot of ways. We're still flawed animals, you know, yeah. <laughs> at base. Uh, yeah, so. Exactly. Anyways. All right. All right. So one eighty nine is the event we will be issue 189. 189. It's very collectible. This issue? No. <laughs> Sorry. I guess yeah, yeah, put it in a mylar bag <laughs> and uh, no sunlight for the UFC 189 okay. once you get it. Sorry. Um but this event, like I had mentioned earlier, is taking place during UFC's annual international fight week. Where? Um this is in Las Vegas. Oh this is Vegas. Okay. Las Vegas. I think and I've been to about nine or ten UFCs. So oh, yeah? and I, yeah I've been to uh, nine or ten UFCs. I've trained in MMA so I have a little bit of a background. Yeah, I feel like I'm Muay Thai, sort of an expert in this field. Yeah, you mentioned that. And to see it live, I, I can't imagine how fucking exciting it is. It's, so. Oh, it's unbelievable. The fights, though, is what's crazy about going to a UFC event. So, like, you go to a concert, and it's maybe, like, two or three hours. You go to, like, a basketball game, two, three hours or whatever. UFC events are, like, seven hours. It's all day. day long. All day long. Because there's, there's like, fight. 20 fights. Yeah, there's a lot of fights. Yeah. There's usually about 12 to 15 fights on a card. Yeah. Um, but anyways... UFC 189 is the first event. I know you mentioned you you put this in the show notes, so I think you want to talk about it a little bit. It's the first event to feature the Reebok uniforms, which were unveiled. Yay, uniform. I don't know, <laughs> uniforms. It makes me think of superheroes, but they so. call them uniforms. They've also called them fight kits. Fight kits, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Um, you want to go over some of these bullet points? Well, or? yeah, it's I mean, I was it was interesting just design wise. I wanted to see, you know, what are these uniforms going to be? And largely it's uh, we'll put these link in the show notes uh, for you fine folks to see. It's very big UFC, obviously big UFC branding in their type. Oh, yeah. And the Reebok mark. And it's uh, I actually think that's a mistake. Why? So if you look at those uniforms, you see UFC across the front. Yeah huge yeah but if you look at like and so they they're doing this because they want to be like a mainstream sport they don't they want to eliminate before this this these uniforms came out if you notice ufc's they look like human nascar yeah it was all sponsor based and of course it would be sponsors like you know ufc did not want like there was fighters using condom depot as a sponsor i mean but that was uh, that that was you know it makes sense why you're gonna get money these people pay money to put their logo on your thing so take it but they were you basically using the ufc platform for free that's so then the ufc started charging a sponsor tax okay where they would charge sponsors and then eventually they were like you know what let's just get rid of this and we'll we'll create the uniforms and collect the money and and share it with the fighters so what did the fighters do they probably didn't like that idea too much uh the ones that are vocal do not like this. Yeah, because it's cutting they're all into their fucking, out. yeah. They're all losing out. Some fighters claim they make six figures off each fight just off sponsors. Sure, yeah. I believe getting, it. Depending on tenure, they're getting, you know, from about three or four thousand bucks up to 40, 50 grand if you're a champion. So not as much money. But look at all the other mainstream revenue generating sports. Nobody does that. You got to put fucking sponsored logos, different logos on outfits like the, the difference, though, is and Dana White always makes this argument that, you know, he wants to be a mainstream sport. Look at other sports. You can't put your logo on their jerseys. Those sports, NFL, you know, basketball, football, baseball are all they're all employees of their team. UFC, oh, independent contracts. These are all independent. There are no teams. These There's are no team. There is no any contracts. They're not getting full health benefits. So they need so to, to make require some them, money. So to require them to make uniforms, wear uniforms, oh, is technically on that blurred line of being an employee. Yeah. Unfortunately, the fighters are too dumb to unionize and 
fight for themselves. That, so they yeah, just that, have to take it. That would be that would be the step to take. Or but what? My point about that the UFC across the across the front. Yeah, I think that eliminates the individuality individuality of uh, the athletes. Yeah, which is a huge thing in combat sports. And if you look at like other teams' jerseys, yeah, like no one puts like there's not you don't look at like an NFL jersey and see NFL. Just right across the front. No, it's that's like a true. small shield on the it's side. It's a little clunky. It's new. I understand their names. So these jerseys or these uniforms, there's colored versions. There's black on black versions, which are kind of slick. Like you could see. The black on black ones are for the champions. Oh. And then, but I imagine, you know, they're going to take the shirt off. And then, you know, when they fight, um, they talked about uh, performance and customization being the most important features. They kind of want them to customize it a little bit, I guess. He, but Dana White has said fighter reactions have been very positive. Uh, the fighters mm-hmm. were introduced by their home country with each nation having its own version of a uniform. Right. Uh, so- I mean, if you, you, can, you can see in this picture, like... In the background, uh, that guy with the white shirt with the red UFC. Yeah, yeah. He's from the UK. Okay. And then the guy in the white with the green, that's Conor McGregor. He's obviously Irish, so it has a green tint. It, it, yes, they have the countries on there. And the but country again, patches. It was a little a country patches, but it's a little uninspired, in my opinion. Uh, so there's three types of kits. There's a country kit, a universal kit, and a champion kit. Right. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. There's hoodies, uh, sports bras are available as part of the kit. Ronda Rousey spoke at length about the sports bras and how they were designed specifically for combat fighting. And of course, you can buy all this at Reebok.com. There's been a lot of uh, funny uh, things that come out of this. So they, they rolled out this on June 30th. Yeah. If you look up like a lot of the fighters, there's a lot of like misspelling of names. Oh, well, and, when they rolled it out? Yeah, well, like, yeah, on like the website, oh, like shit. Gilbert Melendez. Yeah. They put out his jersey and it says Giblert Melendez. Oh, my God. So it's clearly like, oh, on guys the at, jersey? It's on misspelled. The jersey. It's misspelled. <laughs> I can read like put the wrong names on some people. Like one guy's Norafumi Yamamoto. They put Norafumi Yakolev, who's a different guy. Uh, you know what? I'm kind of not surprised because it's Reebok. <laughs> it's uh, Reebok. And if it's probably like a guy that an intern who doesn't know much about UFC and is just throwing names on there. You know, I got to agree with the individuality. Like this is a weird gray area between boxing, pro wrestling and MMA. Right. On the one hand, you're right. Like in the NFL, NBA, MLB, it doesn't say fucking NBA real big. That's no. almost cartoon cartoonish to the uh, professional wrestling level. But then the names on the back is trying to make it like a legit Jersey. Hopefully they'll, you know, they'll, they'll think about redesigning. They'll think about it and they'll probably redesign it. It's a start. It's a start at standardization. Now, whether how these players make money on the side is they're going to have to be creative. They're going to have to fucking come up with something else. Right. That this is where like Dana White has said, the managers of these fighters got to get more creative. They yeah. can't be lazy anymore. Yeah. Just throw yeah. a patch on. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, a lot of the fighters have expressed um, uh, this disinterest yeah. or uh, being angry with this, but we'll but, see what yeah. happens. Wow, that's interesting. A little shake yes. up. All right. So that's sh- that's actually a huge shake up in the, yeah. in, the in, in the industry. So yeah. something definitely to monitor. Um, UFC one eighty nine though. Yeah. Uh, there's. This is a, let's see here, five, let's see, nine, 11, 11 fights on this. 11 fights. We're going to talk only about the main event and the co-main event. All right. So the co-main event is Robbie Lawler versus Rory McDonald for the welterweight championship. Okay. For 170 pounds. So I, fi- I figure let's, uh, we'll talk about that fight first, then we'll talk about the main event. And I'll just kind of describe these guys for you, Imran. Okay. You can kind of, you know, compare them to whoever you think they uh, they most sound like in the superhero so all, all these dudes had to fight their way up to this card here. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the the way they structure the card is they've got the main card, which is these five fights. Yeah. Um, that's go- that's going to be shown on the pay per view portion. Before that, on Fox Sports One here in America, yeah. is four preliminary fights. Okay. And preliminary, I mean, it doesn't mean anything other than it's just before the five main fights. They're not these fighters are just as good as some of the guys up on the main. And then also on then UFC Fight Pass is their online streaming, basically like Netflix. Yeah. And they'll have a couple fights on there as well. What are these weight classes? Will you just tell me real quick? Oh, so it starts all the way as low as women's straw weight, which is 115 pounds. Okay. All the way up to heavyweight, which is, you know, 205 to 265. Yeah, but these are all, um, I see, like featherweight, welterweight, featherweight, bantamweight. Welterweight. No, featherweight is 145, welterweight's 170. Um, I'm kind of jumping around here. Bantamweight's 135. Okay. Um, flyweight's 125, lightweight's 155. Oh, so featherweight's kind of in the middle, but a little closer to the top. Featherweight? Yeah. Oh, 145. So that's actually still in the lighter range of fighters. Yeah. Those guys are still considered fucking smaller guys. And agile and springy. They're smaller guys only in weight, only a lot of these guys. So this is a thing in in combat sports is they all walk around about 170. You know, they walk around about 20, 25 pounds over their weight class. It's all about cutting weight at the right time. They they go on diets and they sometimes cut their weight very unhealthily go via saunas or sweating so it out. Here's a little embarrassing story. I haven't told anyone is that uh, freshman year of high school. So like, you know, I was a nerd and I was like, I, I, I felt like I should give one sport a go. Okay. The only thing I could think of with, for my body type, cause I was a little, maybe a little chubby little kid, maybe perhaps We're shopped, be a little round, rotund. Shopped, perhaps I shopped at the Husky section at Sears for jeans. I may have. So wrestling, I was like, okay. Oh, you did wrestling. <laughs> let me try wrestling for one year, freshman year of high school. Now, I never, I was not very good at it because, you know, I was at that weight, but I wasn't really at the muscle you needed to be at that weight. No. So all my sparring things, uh, I would lose. I lost all of them. I didn't really get to fight. The one thing, the only thing I, I was proud of and like the coach mentioned once, like I wouldn't quit. I wouldn't give up. I would just fight as fucking hard as I could. And, <laughs> and I couldn't quit, you know, before the season ended. A lot of people did. And did you like, wrestle at the weight you kind of just walked around at? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so my, I didn't quit I, the season. Ahead. I didn't quit the season. That's I awesome. stuck it out and I was like, I don't know if that taught me anything years from now. Let's see. But I enjoyed the strategy of it. And, the, uh, you know, it was very neat, like the, the, the physics and the positions. And uh, I still remember a lot of that shit to this day. So that's. Let me let me actually go into my kind of wrestling yeah. story. So I played, you know, I played sports all my life. And then I, do- I joined wrestling uh, my junior year in high school. So pretty late in the game. Yeah. And the reason I joined is because I wanted, I was so into UFC that I wanted to do the closest thing possible. In UFC school, back was then was like really underground though, no? No, no. It was, it was on the, it was like, that was around 2005, 2006. Okay. And the, the reality show for the UFC just came out. So okay. it was, it was starting to come up. Okay. And uh, I jumped in and I wrestled at 152. Okay. At first, which is what I was walking around at. Yeah. And I was getting my ass handed to me. Yeah. Like these kids were a lot bigger than me. So then they were, my coaches were like, you got to drop down. So I would, I dropped down all the way to 140. So literally every week, because I didn't know what the hell I was doing, I would stop eating after like Wednesday or Thursday. We'd have wrestling matches on Fridays and Saturdays. Every week I'd stop eating around like Wednesday night, Thursday morning, yeah. not eat. Yeah. And then I'd always still be over. So I'd throw on like, you know, I'd still over be over 140 pounds. I'd still be like maybe like 143, 144. Yeah. I'd throw on like 
hoodies and sweatsuits and bunch of clothes and I'd just be running before well that was and that was I forgot that's why I said the story because what we had to do was I would I think I did it or I saw dudes I might have done it once garbage bags under the sweats very unhealthy unhealthy. so I remember running around in garbage bags in a hot ass fucking room to get that water weight and the key I guess the strategy is to be at the higher end of that weight class uh, you want to you want to weigh in right at the right right there, at right, the number so, yeah right at the number um, the this the advantage that MMA fighters have that wrestling wrestlers don't is MMA fighters have a day to rehydrate oh between wrestlers, weigh in and fight between weigh in and fight when I was in wrestling you only had like an hour and yeah, I remember yeah. one time I was rehydrate I drank a whole like Gatorade and I ate like a few like nuggets and yeah, you're gonna like, fucking just, vomit dude. Dude, when, during the match, I was dying because yeah. that's not that you you can't no. shock your body. No, like that. and like you're right, that running. I now you think about the running around the garbage cans. That's very you could easily pass out from fucking uh, whatever. Well, the plastic bags is horrible because there's you know. It's do they plastic. still do that? Like in I'm schools? sure some wrestling programs still do that, but it's very. I mean, that's it's very dangerous. Because there's no, you can't, your skin can't yeah, breathe yeah. in those wrestling days. Yeah. So it's literally just heat. Well, I mean, you didn't do it for a while, a long time, but still, dude, that's. So a lot of MMA fighters will still do the plastic bags. They'll wear them and then wear hoodies and shit. And then they'll go inside a sauna and bike. Jesus. Oh, it's, it's so bad. Fu- so, the weight cuts are terrible. So can they, they can gain some weight back between the weigh-in and the fight? Oh, a fighters will. So let's say. Like 10 to 20 pounds, they varies, right? Oh, yeah. I remember, there's one guy, Joe Riggs. Um, who fights at 170. And I remember a few years ago, he he weighed in at 170. The next night, he told everybody he was walking into that cage at 200 pounds. Holy shit. He that's, put on 30 pounds. That's the other thing. I remember they like they in these interviews, they would talk about the amazing 20, 30 pound weight gain loss in a matter of days. Like yeah. so unhealthy. And but so there's bad. but they they have they know like you really have to know your body. And like this whole sport is puts you in tune with your fucking body. You know you can get away with, you know how to put it on, you know how to take it off like that. You know, a lot of actors do that, but the way these fucking guys from what i hear it's like a superpower it's literally like a superpower well the thing is the the controversy behind the extreme weight cuts is your brain loses all that water when you cut all that water weight yeah and you only have a day to rehydrate your brain so you're getting hit in the head and if you don't have that water that fluid in your brain and you're getting hit in the head your brain is more likely to rattle yeah and you're more likely to receive serious brain injuries yeah the padding for your brain is decreased so you're gonna get concussed easier holy shit dude i I mean a lot of boxers have died yeah uh because of that stuff but these guys know these guys know the fucking risk going into this they do. Well, they do, but they, they don't. That education of proper weight cutting and proper rehydration is still it's ongoing. It's not there. It's, it's yeah. not there yet. Mm. Um, There's got to wow. be a better way, or you got to change the rules to not force it to be unhealthy. Like, that's crazy. I mean, there's a lot of thought about doing, like, same-day weigh-ins and stuff yeah. so that people aren't cutting the old same school. amount of weight. Do it old but school. The thing is, fighters will still do it. And the thought is, is that giving them the day, at least they're rehydrating. Yeah. You know? So it's a little, I understand it's a little You're going to try hazardous. to get every advantage you can as a fighter. Yeah. 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 You know, wow. you fighters want to walk into that cage and be bigger than their other guy. Sure. That's some fucking, you know? that's some discipline, dude. These guys, these guys are animals. <laughs> these yeah. guys are it's, animals. It's insane. All right. Who do you want to talk about? Let's get to some All of right, the characterizations of these people. So the co-main event yeah. is... Uh, Robbie Lawler, who's okay. the current champion, versus Rory McDonald. Uh, wasn't that, wasn't that a champion. pro wrestler, Robbie Lawler? It sounds familiar. Uh, there's Jerry the King Lawler. Oh, that's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> Jerry the King Lawler. So Robbie Lawler's. This is actually a rematch. Uh, Robbie Lawler won their first fight when they were both just contenders. Yeah. 
Um, Robbie Lawler's story is he was a guy uh, that came into the UFC eight years ago, 10 years ago, maybe um, as the young guy that could knock everybody out and had a lot of hype. Yeah. Um, he kind of came in and fizzled out. He had like a few knockouts, but then he like had a few big fights where he didn't win and he got kicked out. He basically left the UFC oh. and fought on a ton of smaller promotions, um, you know, was kind of unseen, unheard. And now has made his way back as a veteran. And people, when he got signed back on the UFC, no one thought he would do anything. They huh. thought he's just this veteran guy that, you know, provides some exciting fights, but never make a title run. And he made a title run. And now this is like almost like a redemption journey. And he's Whoa. now a champion after being the young guy that could have, you know, had a lot of hype, fizzled out, came back yeah. as a grizzled veteran. And then now he's a champ. And he's a huge, uh, a big knockout artist. So he's very, oh, um, so he's exciting you know, to punches, watch. Yeah. Very heavy kicks. Very exciting to watch. The comeback king, huh? So he's like, he's like a, uh, he's like the guy that, you know, like, yeah, comeback king, someone that, uh, was down on his luck and came back and picked himself back up and came, came about and, uh, and he's, now he's a champion. Wow. That's a cool story. People, yeah, so right? people like him. What, what is his, uh, is he cocky? Is he uh humble? No, he's, very, he's very humble. He doesn't, he's one of those guys that doesn't say much wow. and just gets in. He like, literally he's a guy that's like, Oh, just give me anybody. I'll fight him. Whatever. And he's, he, his nickname is ruthless. So he's ruthless. Robbie Lawler. Whoa. That's cool. I'm trying to think of a superhero that yeah, has been down know. on his luck. Yeah. I mean, and, Batman's kind of had that a lot. You know, he's, he's kind of like, like maybe Luke Cage. Yeah, Luke Cage. Like a street. Luke Cage joining the Avengers, yeah. Like yeah. stuff like that. You know, guys that been down on their luck. Oh, the real Wildcat. Yeah, there you go. He's like a fucking Wildcat. There you go. That's a great story. And it's great that the guy is humble because, like, if he was just like an ass about it, you know. No, he's cool. He's a good fight. He's very fun to watch. This guy's um, jacked. How old is he? One second here. <laughs> one moment. Let me check my files. Oh, he's 33. I saw it. 33. There wow, you go. Wow, he's so. old, dude. He's on the older side. He when he first got into the UFC, he was uh, so he's thirty three. He first got into the UFC back in two thousand two. All right, so thirteen years ago. So he was twenty. And he's who's he fighting? Rory McDonald. Rory McDonald. All right. So let's go into Rory McDonald. Rory McDonald's from Canada, and he's a younger guy. So let's pull up real quick how old he is. Twenty five. Twenty five. So he's like Canada's next great hope, at, especially in this weight division. Uh, there was a guy named George St. Pierre. Oh, he's Canadian. Oh, yeah, GSP, man. GSP. You will, nerds will know GSP as uh, fucking Baltock the Leaper. Baltrock? Baltrock. Ba- Baltrock, whatever. From Civil Captain of America, Winter mm-hmm. Soldier. Yeah. That was uh, George St. Pierre, who's an awesome fighter. And he, he, he fought retired. awesome in that movie. Yeah, he was great. GSP um, is retired. He is retired for now. He'll probably come back, though, because fighters never stay retired. Just but like what? comic book heroes. Exactly. Uh, George St. Pierre was the guy in Canada and he was a huge draw. He was get, he got tons of pay-per-view buys ever since he's left. The market in Canada has kind of died out a little bit. Oh, So a lot is resting on uh, Rory, Rory, McDonald, Rory McDonald. So Rory McDonald, uh, he's gone through like five nicknames. Uh, he used to be Aries, Waterboy, Canadian psycho bunny currently goes by the red King. <laughs> Those are the most inconsistent fighter nicknames I've ever heard. Uh, Waterboy and bunny also with Aries God of war. Like what? Who's coming up Canada fucking work on your nicknames. What's going on? Well, if you look at him, he's like a, so he has like an awkward, like look. he's kind of like a nerdy type of dude here, dude. But he, uh, so he's a guy that was like got into the UFC at a very young age. I think he was 19 or 20. Wow. Um, and he had a ton of hype behind him too. Um, he was this young guy that came in, uh, and he's lived up to the hype for the most part. I mean, he's he's faltered a little bit. Yeah. But uh, his whole persona is he's this nerdy looking dude that talks in a very calm voice. Ah. And like it's but he dresses really well. Yeah. 
So he's um been compared to like Patrick Bateman. Is it Patrick from American Psycho? Yeah, What's yeah, yeah. Patrick name? Bateman. Yeah. Patrick Bateman. Like he is literally like you could see the him he's being the, the, the psychotic undertones when he talks. Yeah. Like he's very like focused. But you can tell, like, the way he talks, he's, like, an awkward dude that is just, like, a killer. He's calm, but he would fuck you up in a second. You could, Well, you just see the underlying, like, anger in him. Jeez, he's about to snap. He's barely holding it back. He's holding it back, yeah. He's kind of like uh, Vincent D'Onofrio in Daredevil. Oh, the it's way, a like, Wilson Fisk, yeah. Just... He speaks very awkwardly, but yeah. you can tell there's that fucking anger underneath. Yeah, it's the... actually, that's actually a really good comparison. That's... I made that one. Oh, that's good. All uh, right, we'll go with that one, yeah. Yeah, but... um. Rory McDonald, they've actually already fought before, and uh, Robbie Lawler won a very close decision. Oh. Uh, two rounds to one. Uh, two judges took it, gave it to Robbie. One gave it to Rory. Um, this fight should be really good. Rory McDonald's really good everywhere as well. He can strike standing. He's very good on the ground. Um, he's more of a, a, a like a, a strategic pressure fighter. Okay. So he's going to try to want to put Robbie Lawler down on his back. And holds and shit. Hold him down and, and beat him up on, on on his back while Robbie Lawler's going to want to keep it on the feet. Keep it moving and strike but, and but shit. But they're both mm. pretty – I mean, Robbie's more uh, a stand-up fighter. He has a like, decent ground game. Rory's more all around. I feel like Ro- Robbie must have the better reach here. I mean, Rory. Rory's Rory got the better, better reach. reach. Yeah. yeah. Rory, Rory's a he little bit a bigger. Tall dude, yeah. He's a little bigger. He's a little more physically imposing than Robbie is, um, but it should be a really good. And fight. then he's got age. A little bit of the age has got to account into this. Robbie's got a little age. I mean, Robbie. The, the advantage Robbie had is he's won the first fight, but yeah. Rory. Rory's like still young. He's twenty five. He's still coming into his prime. So and he wa- he needs redemption from that first fight. Yeah, so and he's got Canada on his back and maple syrup pouring down his fucking maple, head, right down his throat. Oh, so like, boy, Jack this will be a ma- really fun fight. <laughs> <laughs> fucking get him full of Tim Hortons and set him loose. <laughs> um, uh, all right. That's, not, that's the co-main event. That's the main the, event yeah. was supposed to be Jose Aldo. Right. Versus it was supposed to be Jose Aldo, uh, Connor McGregor. Now, what do, what do people think about? Do they think it was, do, what do people think about the switch? Is it upsetting? Do they understand the guy wants to fight when he's ready? You know, he's not doing a Pacquiao Mayweather. Like he's actually like, look, I, you know, I can't give you the best fight right now. Give me a fucking minute. Well, uh, people are really upset about the switch. So what happened is, and when did this happen? The switch? Oh, June 23rd. Oh, just recently. Well, that was when he got injured. Oh, that's when he got hurt. But the switch just happened maybe a day or two ago. So maybe June. Yeah. So we're like, you know, 10 or 11 days out from the fight. Um, What the big thing with this is why everyone's pissed off is they did it. They first time ever, they were promoting this fight, they did a world tour. Yeah. Where they had these two guys go. They went from Rio. They did this like two or three months ago in March. So they went to like Rio, LA, Las Vegas, New York, Boston, Toronto. London, Dublin. They went to all these cities and held big press conferences. Oh, and there's a ton of oh, hype behind this. Boy, that's Connor awkward. Talking shit to Jose Aldo and oh, I bet it was both, good shit. Oh yeah! By the end of the world tour, the last stop in Dublin, um, Conor McGregor like ran over towards Jose and took his belt oh, away from him and was just holding it in front of his fans. So now everyone is in a literal frenzy around yeah, oh, the yeah. world to see what happens when these two fuckers get in the cage together and have it out. Right. I mean, there are fans. Tra- there's a huge contingent of Irish fans traveling to Las so Vegas. So was Aldo fighting when he got hurt? So what happened was is he was training with uh, one of his one of his sparring partners who was trying to mimic Conor McGregor's style. Conor's kind of got a little bit of a funky style. Yeah. And he threw a spinning back kick that landed right on the ribs of Jose Aldo. Oh, now, there's, shit. 
Dude, that guy's so fired. Reports. That guy is so fired. Tell, <laughs> let me let, let me ask you this: Is that guy fired or not? So fired, so fired. That guy. Uh, he cost him how much money? Now he's fucking fired. Oh, millions of dollars. That There's guy. So you can find another lost. sparring partner. That guy should be. <laughs> I think he's done. Yeah, I mean Dana White's like, what the hell is a guy throwing a spinning back kick yes! for two weeks out from a fight? No but shit. In UFC culture, two weeks out from a fight, there's still a lot of hard sparring going on. Okay. So this stuff happens. Okay. Um, there's conflicting reports, so there's a lot of controversy. Jose Aldo in Brazil, his doctors claim that his rib is fractured. Okay. Then there's also metal reports that the UFC got in America that it's just a bone bruise. Okay. Um, they try, so Maybe they tried to make it worse in Brazil. Make it seem right. worse. Maybe, or maybe, you know, who knows? Um, I mean, how, Jose Aldo's recently come out with a, his x-ray scans that show a fracture. I mean, if it's a fracture, you can't fight with a fracture. Fracture. I mean, I've, I mean, even bone bruises on the ribs. I've, I've read and heard that like you can't even eat properly. You Plus, can't. if the other guy knows that now, there's right. your fucking and, and weak it, point. Yeah, it sucks that that came out too. Yeah. So for about a week, there was a lot of if will he fight, won't he fight. And I, I'm pretty sure Jose wanted to fight, uh, but you know he didn't want to come in less than 100 percent with a known injury. How much you want to bet the minute that fight actually starts, the motherfucker goes right for his ribs. Oh, exactly. Like why? Exactly. Why even I could figure that shit out. <laughs> and the whole time Connor's like calling him a pussy. Yeah. Because Connor's a huge. So just a little background on. Wait, these guys. yeah. Let let's talk about I love. Let's talk about Connor McGregor later. Let's talk about Chad Mendes because fucking Connor McGregor is great. I want to say. Yeah, that. yeah. Well, Jose, just real quick on Jose yeah. before we talk about Chad Mendes. Jose is like this poor kid that grew up in uh, in Brazil and made it. You know, fought his way to the top. Wow. So and he's you know he hasn't lost in such a long time. He's I think he only has one loss. Wow. Let me pull up. So he is used to fucking winning. Yeah, he hasn't lost since 2005. He has a record of a uh, 25 and one, Holy and he has. Holy shit! He's defended his title. I mean, he hasn't. He won the belt in 2009 and hasn't lost a fight since. He's been fighting championship fights. This wow! And he's a he's a like just straight killer on the feet, Muay Thai. You can't take him down when you do when he is on top of you on the ground. He he has great jujitsu. He's a black belt, so. Very, very, very fast twitch muscles. Very good fighter. Um, wow. So let's talk about his replacement. Yeah, Chad Mendez. Well, Jose Aldo. I thought I uh, I was looking at it, and I look based on like what he looks like. Yeah. Uh, it, it it reminded me of this character. I was trying to find a character, Uh-oh. and uh, I found. Uh, remember Ink, the mutant Ink. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Resident of Utopia, and he and he was briefly in that last movie. Uh, he just kind of looked like ink to me, and the kid kind of <laughs> comes from the streets also, and uh, he has the silly power of whatever tattoo he gets. That's like the power he gets. So, and is the, it like Cannonball or Sunspot from Brazil too? Uh, yeah, I think Roberto. Yeah, one of them is from like uh, Brazil. But uh, yeah, I just thought Ink gets powers by getting tattooed by a mutant tattoo artist. So <laughs> <laughs> he's I mean, not very tatted up, but uh, he has his some, nickname yeah. is Scar. Yeah, it, that was the, that was interesting. I read the thing about uh, when he was a kid, his uh, his sisters like pushed him into something, and he mm-hmm. and he got scarred, and he's had that scar uh, his whole life. And yeah, I mean, it's a pretty cool looking scar. Like, and I was trying to figure out like who has a scar like that, and then I thought about Ink. Oh, Ink does. Yeah, that one's weak. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> but it's uh, not. It's not, a, it's not. It's not easy to compare. Jose Aldo's got a badass scar on his face, though, dude. That's yeah, that's kind it's, of badass. It's a, it is kind of badass. All right, so he's fighting Chad Mendez. So Chad Mendez is now fighting Conor McGregor for the interim title. There's a little controversy over it being an interim title fight because Jose Aldo is not supposed to be out very long. So they, they think you just postponed the whole thing. 
Well, the thing is, so it all comes back to money. Conor uh, McGregor has basically promoted this whole thing. Sure, he's, been, he's still good. He's still fighting. He's still ready to fight. There's yeah. a ton of fans coming from Ireland. Yeah. So actually, UFC is taking a huge risk because they've been kind of grooming Conor as like the next guy, the next guy to take over everything. Ah, uh, yeah. But they're putting him into a interim title fight, which he could potentially lose against Chad Mendes, and that would ruin everything. Like he, they want him to be the face of UFC. Right. They want him. They're they're literally pushing him as the face of the UFC, but they can't postpone this fight because of all the money that's been put into Conor McGregor fighting on this date. So he has to fight and he has to fight in a title fight because the only way that you can be in a main event is if it's a title fight. Otherwise they would have to switch the fight, the fight card around. So, but so, so this is still a title fight. Somebody walks away with a title. Someone is walking away with a title, even though Jose Aldo is basically, I mean, everyone's just still he, recognize him he's as a holding the title. Chad Mendez, who's fighting Conor McGregor has lost to Jose Aldo twice. So why, uh, Oh, to all, oh, he's lost to Aldo twice. Why did they twice. pick Mendez? At the time, Mendez was ranked number one as the number one contender to Jose Aldo. So okay. Con, they do have these rankings. Yeah. Connor's actually the number three ranked fighter. Oh, oh, and so Chad's two. Chad is one. Was oh, one. Okay. They, it's weird. They, the champ is the champ, and then oh, he the doesn't. The champ one. doesn't have a number, and a then number, okay, yeah. the champ is zero, and then zero. Chad was one. Okay, so he's the logical. But why wouldn't Aldo fight Mendez then for the fucking thing? You what do you mean? Oh, like next? No, instead of Conor McGregor, like zero should fight one to for the title. Why is zero fighting oh. two? It's weird. So the UFC has these rankings, but then they just arbitrarily choose who's going to fight oh, next, right, well, and they've already fought twice. So business wise, you don't want to put another fight between two guys I've already fought twice and the outcome's already been the same both times. Jose Aldo's won. Business-wise, no one's going to want to buy a third fight between Aldo oh, and Mendez. Oh, that's a good point. All right, so what's uh, what's Mendez like? What's he what's he into? So Mendez is a, a wrestler. Um, he's a wrestler that used to just, uh, you know, hold guys down on the ground, but he's he's also very explosive and he's recently um, developed his striking game a lot. Okay. So he's got a crazy overhand right. He's been knocking out fools left and right. So he comes from like the high school wrestling background a little bit. He wrestled in college too. He comes out of Sacramento. He he's on a his t his fight camp is called Team Alpha Male. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but he's a he's a short dude. He's only about I think looks at five six. Oh wow, yeah. He's a real short dude. But every guy other than Jose Aldo, he's been just knocking the fuck out. This, I mean, these guys. He's been he is crazy. This dude is fucking. I mean, all these dudes are jacked, but this guy is like wide and thick and jacked. Yeah, yeah. He is your typical wrestling build. Short, jacked up, thick, just uh and very, very like explosive. Like there's a there's a clip online of him doing push ups and he's like doing push ups and then he's like in the air like doing you know like behind the back push ups. Oh, like he's shit. clapping his hands behind, behind his back his and flipping around flipping around and then like getting up and doing a backflip just all in one motion. Oh, like he is boy crazy fast twitch. He muscles. would be really good at CrossFit, I think. Yeah. Oh, he's he's definitely he would kill Cross. Uh, I thought right away. I just put down. I wrote Punisher. This guy should play the fucking Punisher. <laughs> What's his? Because well, he's he's more of a Cali guy though. He's more laid oh. back. Oh. Yeah. His his whole demeanor is a lot more laid back. So I'm not sure. Uh, maybe you know. Maybe you'll think of someone at, uh, later. But. He's laid back. What's and his fighting style is just. Uh, is he a stand up guy or does he like to take guys? He down? was a wrestler. Oh yeah. So he's he, more he of a, he, but he's no. But now he's learned how to strike properly. Okay. And he's, he has huge power. 
Yeah. Now he likes to knock people out. You know, what I do love about the sport in general is that you can come at it from so many different disciplines yes. and be good and learn and incorporate the other disciplines to just make you fucking stronger. But if you have a solid wrestling background, if you have a solid striking kung fu background, you got a solid uh, fucking kickboxing background, it all can be used and and worked in. It's well, really that was the whole point of the UFC was no, to see mixed which style art. Well, at first, it was to see which style was the best. Is it jiu-jitsu, oh, wrestling? Oh. And then it kind of evolved into the sport where you combine all these disciplines and figure out what is really the best. What, what works what better overall, in your opinion, looking at the good fighters? Uh, well, when they did the first couple of UFCs, it was always the Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy who won. It was Hoist Gracie. Okay. Um, but they weren't choosing the best guys in each discipline. It was basically a huge show to to uh, showcase Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's just because he was fucking flipping around all the time and not really fighting and just fucking spinning. No, he wasn't He wasn't flipping around. No, it wasn't capoeira. <laughs> no, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is straight on-the-ground submissions. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he was just taking guys down and submitting them. I mean, he was like 170 pounds, and he was taking down down to like 200 pounds. But then I remember you had guys like Kimbo Slice who were literally fighting dudes in the alley in the oh, basement. Kimbo Slice is a whole different ball game. Yeah. That guy is uh, just a street brawl. He's not good. Not a good fighter. It's like it's, but it's like the street fighting video game where you have like everyone exactly. has their that's own. How it, that's kind of how it started out in the UFC. Yeah. Now everyone learns everything. Yeah. So now let's just one. It's multi. It's just fighting. It's yeah. Just, it's just in the most. You're just taking the best techniques from each discipline. Yeah. And fighting. That's awesome. Um, it's become so. It's become its own genre. Obviously now. Right. 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 That's right. cool. Um. So. Chad Mendez is fighting Conor McGregor. You want to talk about Conor? Conor McGregor, dude. What do you know about Conor? This is what I know. I was sitting at a bar one day and uh, they had, you know, it was a fucking sports bar or whatever, but this piece came on about Conor McGregor and it was like a little, I think, because didn't he, did he fight about a year ago? He fought. Because I think it was. He he last fought um, in January. Okay. So it must've been right before that. So they were highlighting this guy. And I was like, who? This dude is fucking crazy. He's this wiry, jacked uh, Irish dude mm-hmm. uh, and, like, just loves his 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 country and his pride and very vocal, lots mm-hmm. of personality. Uh, you know, I kind of, like, became a fan right there. I was like, this motherfucking guy is, like, he's a lot of fun. Like, you can tell he really wants to do this. And uh, it was just exciting, uh, you know, and his tattoos are crazy. He says he claims he has a, a, a PhD in unarmed combat. Unarmed combat. Wow. Yeah. He just, he was just like, this fucking guy's badass and crazy. He seems very unpredictable. Like, you don't know what he's going to do. And just, you know, he'll give you an exciting performance uh, every time he's out there. He is a, uh, a showman in every sense of the word. And he and the thing is, is he can back it up. So he's a he's yeah. a badass fighter. He he's has the this whole like, package. He has this like style where he um, it's sort of like a karate, like uh, mixed with boxing a little bit. So he like he has heavy hands. He can knock you out. Um, and he hardly gets hit. He'll throw a lot of spinning kicks. Is he he's just guy, a very exciting guy. Does he do that? Like jump, jump, grab with the legs fucking thing. Uh. Which, which, it, it's like a le- it's like a leg attack. Like I saw some guy like literally jump on the other guy and wrap his legs around him and like just like attach himself or something. I'm, yeah, yeah, that's a leg scissor takedown. That, that actually happened to An- Anderson Silva. He got submitted on oh, that, like, by, so- that by a Japanese guy. Uh, but I mean, Connor's up to do anything really. Um, his whole thing is is just he has no style. It's just all movement. Um, but Connor is a shit talking motherfucker. He is very entertaining. Yeah, you just watch an interview. I mean, it's the shit talking Irishman. Yeah, that dude, literally it's so great. Believes 
likes. He believes he is destined to be the best. It makes sense why they want him to be the kind of the face of UFC because, man, he is a character. Like, at first I thought uh, he would make, like, a great, like, wiry, lean, like, saber tooth, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I actually went down, of course, like, as I always do, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole, and I found an article from uh, the website, from David, David's website who called in, placetohangyourcape.com. need to throw this in the show notes. Yeah, I will put this link in the show notes. You can find uh, this a really fun geek website, a place to hang your cape at ap2hyc.com. They had an article. Uh, it was top five Irish superheroes from a place to hang your cape. So <laughs> I thought it was kind of fun. They mentioned, I'll go really quick, and I thought about a lot of these. Siren, which is okay. uh, the girl, you know. Uh, Shamrock was a Marvel superhero. Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern, was Irish, oh, wow. Irish no Catholic. Kidding. Captain America, technically Irish Catholic superhero. Oh, wow. And then, of course, the one I also thought about for Conor McGregor, and just like if you think of an Irish superhero, um, Banshee from the mm -hmm. X-Men, who's kind of a, like a cocky ass, too. So he Conor McGregor kind of reminds me of, uh, do you remember... Um Colin Farrell's performance as Bullseye. Yeah. Daredevil. Yeah, he's that's cocky. a good one. He's very cocky. Yeah. Irish, obviously. Yeah. You know, oh, knows he's the shit. Yeah, he would make a good Bullseye. He would make a good villain, really, McGregor oh, yeah. would, you know? Oh, yeah. he, he's he's one of those guys you either love him or you hate him. So you his, either love his shit talking or yeah. you want him to get his ass. And his fight style is unpredictable, uh, right? Uh, it's a, yeah, it's, I mean, he's a more of a stand-up guy. He likes to knock people out, but he'll, he'll throw in his, his stance is a little different. You know, he stands with a little bit of a wider stance. He'll throw kicks that you don't, you know, you're not usually seeing from typical guys. So he's a, he's got like some excitement in his style. He's yeah. definitely a, a very exciting fighter. Yeah, um, man. He already like, you know, you see him and you know, it's fucking Conor McGregor. So that's great for the sport. Like Dana White's yeah, a smart he, motherfucker, uh, dude. Yeah, I mean, he talked to, you know, talked a ton of shit to Jose Aldo, but he, you know, he's, he's literally called Chad Mendez the B, a B plus fighter or something like that. Oh, fuck. So, you know, yeah, what, the, what does he think? What, what is his statement regarding Chad Mendez now? Oh, he's literally been like, this guy's the, the B, the B side fighter or whatever. He's just going to knock him out or whatever. He said that, uh, he calls Chad Mendez mini Mendez. Oh, Men shit. Chad Mendez is five six, whereas oh, Connor's five nine. Shit. And he's like he said in one interview that he's just gonna rest his balls on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I love he's Connor McGregor. I love he's Connor great. McGregor. So going back to that uh that that last fight, Robbie Lawler, Lawler, Rory McDonald. Okay. Who do you think's gonna win? I'm gonna go with Rory McDonald. Ah, Canadian yeah. pulls it out, huh? I think so. And then so for then Chad Mendez and yeah. Conor McGregor. Yeah. So here's the thing. Conor McGregor's kind of been protected by the UFC. Yeah. So he's a stand-up fighter from Europe. There's not a huge wrestling um culture in Europe. A yeah. lot of those European guys aren't good at wrestling. Okay. Chad Mendez is a great wrestler. He's a fucking wrestler. Very explosive wrestler. Conor hasn't faced a wrestler in the UFC. Chad is a lot bigger than Conor, too, isn't he? Well, like, no, not necessarily. Wider. He's wider, but actually, Connor's probably the bigger guy. Really? Connor's Connor's wait, five wait. nine. Yeah, he probably walks around at one hundred and seventy five pounds, one hundred eighty pounds. How, whereas Chad yeah. Mendez probably walks around around one sixty two, one sixty three. Oh, and how tall is Chad? Five six. Oh, okay. So, okay. so Connor's going to be when when this fight happens. Connor's going to be the bigger guy. Connor will have the reach advantage, I guess. Reach also, advantage. A bit. So. This is a very tough fight. I mean, because it's two different body types, though. Two definitely. different body types, two different guys. The thing that Connor has in his advantage is that Chad, Connor's literally been preparing for this fight for about three months. Ooh. Chad is coming in on two weeks' notice. Jesus. It's a fight, Christ. five rounds, 
25 minutes. Man, now it could still go either way. It could go either way. Um, the yeah. UFC and a lot of fans are going to pull it, be pulling for Conor McGregor. Yeah. UFC especially, there is a ton of money to be lost if Con- if Conor loses this Do you fight. think they chose Chaz to take the fall a little bit, Chad? No, Chad, they're taking a huge risk because Chad could is- actually a, win. Could win. Fuck. There was another guy that they could have chosen named Frankie Edgar, who's also a wrestler. Yeah. He's on the wrong side of his prime. So they could have chosen him. They chose the guy. Been, no, so they're, This they're, is a huge risk. They chose wow. Chad. So if Chad Good wins- for them, yeah. Chad knocks off the Conor hype train- and they have to have a third fight between him and Aldo. And Aldo's already won those two fights. Oh, shit. So there's no money to be made in a third fight between Aldo and Mendez. This is literally the biggest risk they Good could take. Good for them. This is no boxing bullshit. This no. is fucking the real deal. That's why I really, I really admire Dana White. Like, the decisions he makes are very interesting. He's pushing it forward. He's doing what he can. You know, is it still legalized across the country? It's not, is it? One state, What's, New York. Oh, fucking, fucking New York. New York Holy has been, shit. They literally last That's week right. had a, a congressional hearing to like see if they could pass it. And again, it got shut down before it could even get to a vote. Dana New York White, has yeah. been scheming against MMA for such a long time. It's Why? Dana White, I remember he every time he's on Opie and Anthony, he'd be like, fucking New York's the last holdout. They were willing to make so Both sides, the state and them, are willing to. You're standing on a lot of money. Why does New York want to freeze out uh, the UFC? There's um, a lot of rumors that so Dana White and the Fer- Lorenzo Fertina and Frank Fertita own the UFC. The Fertitas own Station Casinos in Las Vegas. Okay, and they don't have a very good relationship with the Las Vegas Culinary Union. Okay, the cooks. and the Culinary Union apparently has a lot of power. Wow, in terms of politics, the fucking cooks run Las Vegas. So yeah, and so they've been in New York's ear, getting trying to get this shit. Unle- you know, so they on- literally have to convince cooks in Vegas to fight in fucking New York politics, bro. Wow. Yeah. Well, that a sucks for Dana. It's, it's a lot of bad politics. Dana, Dana will get it done. And even if he doesn't, uh, he's still making boatloads of money. Like you could even, do you think he'll give up on New York eventually? Or no, they'll never give up because uh, Luke Thomas from uh, SB Nation put it best. He said, it's in the name of fairness. It's in the yeah. it, they're it's basically fighting for fairness. Yeah, it is unfair. It's uh, completely unfair. The one fucking state it doesn't make any sense if it's just like out of spite and politics right. and bullshit. If someone, it's basically the argument is if someone is holding you down for absolutely bull, absolutely yeah. bullshit you reasons, you that. have to fight it. And knowing Dana White, oh, he's gonna fucking fight that. That's this cannot rest well with him. They will fight it every year until it gets legalized or they die. Good for them. Good for Which them good. as well. They should. There's no reason it shouldn't be legalized in New York. Well, listener, this has been very exciting. If you guys uh, you're gonna watch July 11th uh, in the in the U.S. right? Only in the yeah, U.S. In the U.S. And, you know, everywhere, all across the world. I mean, I don't know if I'm it. gonna fucking pay for it. I might if somebody uh, somebody invites me over, I'll fucking watch it, or I'll just catch the clips later. But you want to hear my prediction on who you th- I think's going to oh, win? Oh yeah, we didn't know Conor McGregor, Chad Mendes, UFC 189, the Jocks prediction: Who wins this one? I am going to believe in the hype, and I think Conor McGregor will knock out Chad Mendes. Oh shit! And I don't. This is based on just my me believing in his hype. I don't. Honestly, this is a fight is a huge toss up. Yeah. 
and it, either guy can win. You're, it's actually yeah. a, a hell of it's a hell of a replacement for the Jose. I kind yeah, wow, wow, wow. That's very exciting for the sport for the industry. I kind of want Conor McGregor to win. I kind of kind of for the for the industry. Yeah, if you're if you're a fan of UFC and wanting them to make a ton of money, yeah, uh, you want Conor to win. If you're a UFC hater and hate Dana White and hate all that stuff, wow. then you want Chad. The si- so the sides are clear. Really, right. this is more than just who wins, who loses. It's a lot of money. Yeah. The money is... Well, who do the book... You know anything about uh, the bookies who uh, who's favored? Sure. Um, I know in Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo, Conor was actually the favorite. Oh. Um, initially, when they made this fight, Chad was the favorite, but I think... The bookies, it's just where the money goes. So there's a ton of Irish fans that are placing money on Connor. So now Connor's flipped back to being So Connor McGregor versus Jose Aldo, say he's not bruised. Who wins that one? I was also going to go with Connor McGregor. Okay. Very interesting. I think I, Jose Aldo is uh, pulled out of five title fights. He's been very injury prone. Wow. And his last fight, he, uh, he took a beating. I mean, he fought Chad Mendez. That was a five round war. I think his. Body is sort of breaking down, wow. whereas Connor is, is still he's still coming into his prime. How old? But that was going to be an awesome fight. Too. How old is Connor? Twenty six. He is twenty six. Okay. Yeah. So wow. Yeah. Wow. Um. Very interesting. Yeah. So I know you wanted to t- have you had some random shit you wanted to. Talk well, about. I yeah, well uh, recording UFC. Yeah, so. random shit like this Ronda Rousey thing uh, fascinates me because a woman. She is a woman. <laughs> MMA is she undefeated? She is undefeated. She, She's is, a, she was a bronze medalist in the in the Olympics and uh, from judo. Yeah, and she transitioned. And she's to in MMA uh, what's she's she been, in Fast and Furious Seven. She's in Fast and Furious Seven. She's an entourage. She's fucking badass. This girl, dude. When you see her fight, you're like, God damn! Now I always she's also very attractive, according to a lot of people. Yeah, no, she is attractive. She and that's the thing. It's like she's got the whole package. And I always was like, if this girl is so good. Let's put her in the ring with a man. With equal weight, class, everything man. Is that fair? Would that ever happen? Uh, probably not. Probably no, no. But what are your not thoughts? Not in the U.S. Not in the um, U.S. Have they de- this, does this happen out, outside of this country? Uh, it probably does. Yeah. Um, is it fair, though, do you think? Brazil, they almost had a fight between a man and a woman. Wow. That, that got uh, unsanctioned. Um, Look, and I understand, listener, like you might be cringing and be like, you know, it's uh, it's a man and a woman, but if this, you know, some these women are really strong. Like this is a, a professional fighter. Does the gender matter? Basically, does gender give you an advantage, or are we truly equal? Are we truly not equal? I would be of the opinion that it, a man's bone structure. I know, I know, this is kind of bro science. Yeah, yeah. But a man's that all the testosterone, like a man's, the way a man develops the bone structure, it's thicker. You know, it's it's more built for combat, I would say. Not to say women can't fight. No. But it's just the natural thickness in your bones, the, you know, the grappling strength. We've it's, evolved I think it all, that way. I think it all favors men a little bit. Plus more the so way the, like some of the muscles are attached, the, the physics of, of moving and, and applying power, you know, through your hips, up through your shoulders, through your right. arms. Uh, uh, men, uh, you know, as everyone knows, when you, especially when you're drawing anatomy, men have wider shoulders, skinnier hips. Women are the opposite: wider hips, skinnier shoulders. So it begs the question: Is that shoulder muscular support, even if it's trained and lean and bulked up, is it just as strong as a man's shoulders of a similar? Well, Dana White always claims that uh, Ronda Rousey would beat Floyd Mayweather in a straight up oh, fight. Oh fuck yeah, that's boxing, <laughs> dude. You can't. The boxers don't wouldn't know what the fuck was going on. Right. Uh, I, I mean, right, there's always that thought that Ronda Rousey, if she fought against men, they, there's always people that bring up, like, can she 
beat a man. And she's always been like, I know she you know, said she'll, she's not, always, she'll never she's always, do it. She'll never do it. Yeah. But she's always been like, yeah, fuck yeah. I believe in my, you know, I, the, the mindset of a champion is I can beat anybody across sure. from me. Sure. You know? So this, uh, this carries into an even more interesting topic. Uh, speaking of Joe Rogan, uh, you know, he's friends with Ronda Rousey and they've made some comments regarding um, a certain individual by the name of Fallon Fox. Uh, now, yes. tell us about Fallon Fox. This is fucking fascinating as shit. So she, and correct me on my lingo, I'm not up to, you know, everything when it comes to transgender, but she's a transgender Yeah, I believe she's transgender. Woman. So she was a man originally. Yeah. Switched over to becoming a woman. Yes. And, and now she, she fights professionally in MMA against other women. Against other women. And now, women, the, yeah. the you know, Rogan and Rousey, I guess, went on a rant saying and that, been it's, fun of controversy that it's unfair. It goes to exactly what we were talking about. Now, so now you have... <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's break this down. Sure. Now you have a, a, a really strong woman, and then now you have a man's body type who's... It's basically a man fighting almost finding a loophole to fight women. Is this, first of all, is Fallon Fox any good? She's five and one. Is she any good? Uh, the type, the she's people she's been one. fighting haven't been the greatest. Okay. She has lost to a woman before. Wow. Um, really? So See, you would, knocked, knocked wow. Out. So you, cause you would think that she would just fucking take everybody down being, giving her. So does, is that, you know, your, your, uh, your thing about not being even, it kind of destroys that thing. That Maybe, maybe but I, there was reports in her last fight that the lady she fought, she's the, the girl that she fought was like, I fought a ton of women. This she's Her strength, her grip was stronger than any woman I've ever faced. Damn. Uh, so, so there's a ton of controversy because, you know, she, Fallon Fox will claim that, you know, she's on the estrogen treatments and, you know, yeah. she her body has yeah. basically morphed into a woman's body. She's well, not yeah. producing testosterone. So that's or, what they that's what Joe Rogan was talking about. Like uh estrogen makes your bones denser and it's unfair. So testosterone. there's I mean and testosterone. Yeah. Well, they both kind of do. Oh, so yeah. I read this article that you put in the show notes, and I'll put the link in the show notes, everyone, at jockinner.com slash UFC one eight nine. It's from bloodyelbow.com, which is a great name for a website, I imagine. I love that website. It's really so this is all like MMA stuff. Yeah. Uh so she wrote a guest editorial responding mm-hmm. to this. It was really, you guys should read this. It's really well-written and really fascinating. Basically, a couple of points that I liked was she said uh, black women, on the average, have the same bone density as white men. And this is like scientifically uh, proven. You can Google it. You know, so wow. there. So she she says she writes. Joe Rogan claims that the mechanics of my male frame give me a huge advantage. Yet, to my knowledge, he has not explained how this is supposed to work. I'd like a very detailed and medically verified explanation of this. I'd like to know how the male frame can produce the massive punching power he speaks of without male muscle mass behind it. Basically, she's calling him out and saying all this shit without actually looking anything up or any any evidence, right? Uh, so the I mean, Joe Rogan has claimed that he's talked to other people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and as we know, he knows a lot of shit. So the last paragraph is great. She wraps the whole thing up. She basically, she says, has anybody ever watched the movie 42? Remember when commentators said Jackie Robinson had an unfair advantage because black people had larger heel bones in quotations than the white men. 
that w- that he was competing with. Ari repeating history yet again with bogus bone claims. Can we couple these bogus claims with Rogan's horrible language that was aimed at me from the video I put out last week? I'm a transgender woman. I deserve equal treatment and respect of other types of women. I feel that all this is so ridiculously unnecessary and horribly mean-spirited. There was another fighter that in the UFC named Matt Mitrione, who's a heavyweight. Yeah. And he basically called Fallon Fox like a, a psychopath. Wow. Like that someone that, you know, changed their gender to beat up women. Wait, legally. so was Fallon a fighter? She was not a fighter before. Not as a man. Wow. I, don't, I mean, she wasn't a professional fighter. What's, as a man. Now, see, that, so that would be that would be interesting. I should probably find out. Did she? <laughs> become a woman and then get big to fight or was she into fighting? But then she always had identity issues and felt she was a woman and then followed through with her passion of, I always wanted to fight. Cause that is a I little sketchy now I, that you no, mentioned. I, it's a little she sketchy. was in the military huh. or he, as a, he, yeah. when he, she was a, he, he was yeah. in the military. Yeah. Um, 2006 is when she started transitioning from okay. male to female. I don't know. That's it's fucking, it's super it's interesting. So interesting. Super controversial. I mean, there, there's just, you know, as a just bro science, I'm like, man, you know, she grew up as a man yeah. and is fighting women. Like, that seems weird. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's ethically right. Like, I don't know. Like, it's such a weird thing. That's like the South Park episode recently where Cartman becomes, he becomes transgender so he can use the special bathroom because it's really nice and nobody else uses it. So he <laughs> just like becomes transgender just to use the bathroom. It's whole I mean, what do you so funny. I don't know. I mean, I've, I feel, I feel like it's a little sketchy. If, if she, you know, that's the thing. If she became a woman because it was an identity thing that right. deep down she felt like this is who I should be, right? And she always wanted to fight. That's fine. Now, if she did it just to beat up women, that's kind of like an Andy Kaufman move, but like in real life and without well, being ironic or funny. I think I think that's going a little too far to think she switched identities so she could breed up women legally. Okay. Uh, but but the whole thought of a transgender person fighting women, you know, I, just that alone, uh, man, well now, I, I see, don't know. See, now she should be allowed to fight men. Uh, but that's that, now know. you just yeah, make like, a whole like, that's who? like a whole new category of what fucking weight is that fucking tranny weight i don't know uh, yeah, I mean, that's still weird too like she's not a, she, you know she's not a man anymore so how could she fight men i don't it's such a gray but she's area still built like a man right i don't know i don't know i mean if you look at her pictures she's not Actually, overly have, yeah. huge she look man and she's she's makes a very attractive female too I'll much more attractive yeah. than caitlin jenner oh hell yeah <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> i mean can you imagine caitlin jenner fighting uh boy no i don't want to imagine no, caitlin right? jenner doing anything i mean she looks like a legit woman yeah if you look yeah. at her pictures yeah um yeah. i mean i don't know it's that's it's, it's well, rough. I mean, this, you know, this, uh, this could be, you know, it's good. Again, it's, it's bringing notice to the sport and let's see how Dana White deals with this. And, uh, well, Dana White, I mean, what does he, I think? don't think Dana White, he's, she's 39. Oh, so she's oh, not exactly she's in her prime. Okay. She's done. So Dana White. I don't think I'll ever sign her. It, there's just too much, yeah. too much controversy. Oh, just the it. fact that she's, yeah, that she's, and, I don't, and actually I, she might not even be that good. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, she made look. We're talking about her. She made a name for herself already. I think hey, you she's go. on the Jock and Nerd podcast. You're on. Listen, you made the Jock and Nerd. That's huge. Forever and ever. But uh, I just thought it was a really interesting story and uh, mm-hmm. good stuff, dude. Good stuff. Yeah. Wow. Do you have any I'm, other questions? Ah, uh, no, that's In about general? it. I'm fucking. Yeah. Uh, I'm hyped for the fucking. I kind of want to watch Conor McGregor, dude. That the fucking yeah. guy's badass. He's just He's fun. Awesome. 
Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Just look up, just Google like Conor or YouTube Conor McGregor and you could watch his, and watch his interviews clips. all yeah. day. Yeah. 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 just so fun to yeah. listen to. Yeah. I'll put, uh, we'll put all he, these He's so funny. He'll, he'll be like, three men died making this ivory watch I have here. Like, <laughs> That's pretty good. He just say some weird <laughs> shit. That's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why I love. I, think, I love it. Yeah, I think I'm the best yeah. in the world. Like he just got like a great Irish accent. Yeah, no, he's very entertaining, and so you just you just want to root for him. So hopefully they do uh, groom him to be the thing, and the sport grows. I think people love it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I know you yeah. know it came out of fucking people's backyards and shit. You know, it's great. Yeah, it did. Um, I think that ends the show. So if you guys have any feedback on this stuff, if you liked it. Uh, you can email us at show at jockandnerd.com. You can send us a speak pipe at yeah, speakpipe.com slash jockandnerd. Let us know what you thought of this very uh, unique jock show. The first of many. We'll do other jock shows. There's always Hopefully. There's Maybe always there'll things, be some more jock shows. There's always things to tie around. Let the jock know how he did. I I, I learned a lot. I was I thought it was very interesting. It was a lot of fun. Does, do I sound like I know what I'm talking oh, about? Because oh. I was actually just reading a script. No, no. You said, <laughs> you're not supposed to. I am not actually a jock. I'm actually to, just a nerd. He's just, it's just, he's playing a part. I hired this guy from fucking SAG. Uh, no, he's, uh, you did a good job. Uh, good research. And then, I mean, I can't wait till the Godzilla show. Because that's going to be another one where I take a oh, back yeah, seat. We have a Godzilla show And then up, you'll be, listener, it'll so. be you and Rugboy. And I'll be fucking yeah. getting schooled on Godzilla. So if you like Godzilla, listeners, tell your friends. If you know someone who is into UFC, uh, let them know to check out Jock and Nerd uh, episode 22. And we mm-hmm. talk about UFC 189. You can email us, show at Jock and Nerd. Tweet us at Jock and Nerdcast. Uh, follow us on Facebook.com slash Jock and Nerd. And Clamor. Find us on Clamor. Yes. Well, All those avenues. Great way to find us. Now, if you're listening uh, on our website, here's something you could do. Jump over to iTunes or click the link to Apple to subscribe because that way you will get every episode as soon as it's published right in your pocket, right on your device. And if you really love it, consider leaving us a rate, a rating, and a reviewing. Uh, if you just visit jockandnerd.com slash review, it'll take you right to our iTunes page. You can subscribe there. You can leave us a rating and reviewing. It really helps us out. It helps us get uh, found by other people who would also enjoy the, all this empire of stupidity that we put and out. any of that stuff that you can do on iTunes if you're listening on any other podcast platform, SoundCloud, Stitcher, whatever. Just do the same Shout thing. Shout out to SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, TuneIn. You could be listening Spreaker. to this on Clamor, Spreaker, wherever you are. Listen there, but jump over to iTunes. And really, the least thing you could do is just tell tell your best friend. Tell yeah. tell your favorite geek friend. Tell your favorite jock friend. Uh, we know UFC's got a lot of fans. And uh, it'll be funny for them to listen to how I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> but the jock knew what hey, he was talking Hey, half the time when, we're, when you guys are talking about Spider-Man, I'm just like, oh, what is yeah, going on? Well, that's all right. That's why we're here. So uh-huh. it's this was finally the jock is contributing. <laughs> finally, I am contributing others than my only, money and uh, only took somewhat decent look. 21 looks. episodes, but that's fine. Finally, after, <laughs> after we, be, we became legal, that's when I started doing shit. Oh, that's what you're waiting for. It, it was like you were like, you know what? Uh, Anthony, you can't live at my house anymore. We're you're 21 years old. Time to move out. Time to move out and do your own thing. No more writing off my show notes, listener. All this means is that moving forward, we're going to have lots of great shows. We have tons of great ideas. We are very excited. Listen, the minute I we end a recording, I I can't wait to record another show. And uh, every time we we we, uh, are done with a show, we have like two or three ideas in the hopper. Yep, yep. That like we're just like we don't have enough time to record all this. I had another one. And I'll tell you once we're done here. I had another idea for a show that'll be really great. So 
Cool. All right, gang. My name is Imran. And my name is Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And thanks for listening. We'll hear you next time. Bro, do you even podcast?